0: Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Yay, welcome. We are so excited to be with you tonight. If you're new to Flyover Conservatives, our slogan is wake up, speak up, and show up. We all wanted President Trump to do 80 million things to save our country. And what we've learned over these last couple of years, what we really need is 80 million of us. Doing one thing every single day to save our own country.
1: Yeah, and our country's worth saving. Yes, you know, it is. It, it, there's, there's a lot of problems. I saw Cher the other day. Very sad. Put out a news release that if Trump gets back in, she's moving. She's leaving. And I keep thinking with these people, one, they don't really do it, so right. they're just they're just getting our hopes up. But number two, where are you gonna go?
2: Exactly. Where are you, gonna go? are are you gonna going go to go to Canada? Are you going to go to
1: Canada? They're implementing uh, oh, yeah. universal basic income right now. You know, they're, they're not only the president, but the entire cabinets are all members of the world economic forum, young leaders program. Um, it's not trending the right direction. No. Every nation that we would consider friendly here is under attack. Mm-hmm. If this, this is the world's best chance for freedom yep. moving forward. And, and, how is it going to get saved if you're not going to do it mm-hmm. and i say you i mean i'm talking like to you literally if you're looking right now you you because because maybe you moving forward will lead to 10 people around you doing the same thing mm-hmm. based on your example the same way a lot of us were inspired by someone else's example and began to move forward it's up to us and it is worth saving and the fact that you're tuning in tonight that you're taking in content, you're wanting to get educated, you're like, hey, what can I learn and know Mm -hmm. and apply is very hopeful because if you get it, and you think it's worth saving, then probably others do as well. That's
0: exactly right. We would really love to link arms with you to get this out to more people. If you go to Rumble and you subscribe to our Rumble channel, that would be very helpful. Um, If if we can get up to 100,000 subscribers, that is our goal by January 2024. That would be amazing because that would be more eyeballs seeing what's going on. And truly, I feel like we have the best guess. We have the opportunity to interview the best of the best, and just getting more people to wake up, speak up, and show up—it's such an important thing. So we would love for you to go to Rumble and subscribe to our Rumble channel. We would really appreciate it. I'm
1: not sure if you're familiar with the term Zionism. You know, you hear it a lot, and it's—it's it's, kind of like awesome or a lot of words are sort of thrown out. Yep. I'm not sure that really cheeseburgers are awesome. The Grand Canyon's awesome. Like what? Where? What does awesome mean? Language is important. Words are important. The definitions are important. General Flynn says that to us all the time. Yep words are critically important in the definitions of Zionism is a unique word that's being thrown around a whole lot. And uh, CJ Pearson does a really good job of breaking
3: down the history and the meaning of this critical word. What is Zionism? It's certainly a word that provokes deep emotions, both from its supporters and its opponents. Is it a political movement? Is it a philosophy? Is it something new? Or is it something old? Actually, it's all of these things. But to summarize it in one sentence, Zionism is the belief that the Jewish people have a right to a homeland and that that homeland is the land of Israel where the Jewish people came into being. This goes back to the most influential book ever written, the Bible. The book that brought the 10 commandments to the world is the same book that brought Zionism to the world. And the word Zion, by the way, appears in the Bible as a synonym or nickname for both Jerusalem and Israel. It's not more complicated than that. In the book of Genesis, God makes an extraordinary promise to the first Jew, Abraham. I assign the land in which you sojourn to you and your offspring to come as an everlasting possession. And for 3,000 years, Jews have held fast to that possession. In fact, over those three millennia, there have only been three independent states on that land, and they have all been Jewish states. But to put it mildly, it has not been an easy road. The Romans thought they had finally kicked the Jews out in 70 AD when they destroyed the great temple and leveled Jerusalem to the ground. To finish the job, they even changed the name of the area to Palestine, but it didn't work. The Jews' connection to their land cannot be broken. And even as the Jews were scattered all throughout the world, their prayers were always directed towards Israel. So central to Jewish identity is Israel that the Bible invokes a curse against a Jew who doesn't acknowledge it. If I forget you, Jerusalem, may my right hand become paralyzed and may my tongue lose its ability to speak. Despite their long exile, there was always a Jewish presence in the Holy Land. And often desperately poor, this community was sustained by the charitable contributions of Jews living outside of Israel. This kind of medieval Zionism lasted for hundreds of years. Zionism, as a modern political movement emerged in the late 19th century under the leadership of a remarkable Hungarian Jew. Theodore Herzl. A journalist and playwright, Herzl was shocked to his core when he witnessed the infamous Dreyfus trial in Paris in 1894. Alfred Dreyfus, a Jewish French army officer, was framed for the crime of treason, a crime he obviously didn't commit. The trial, which was an international sensation, was the tip of an iceberg of Jew hatred that had gripped much of Europe. If cultured Europe couldn't provide safety for its Jews, Herzl concluded the situation was hopeless. Haim Weizmann, a protege of Herzl's and later the first president of Israel summed up the situation this way. For the Jews, the world is divided into places where they cannot live and places where they cannot enter. Herzl came to believe that there was only one answer for the Jews, to set up their own state where they could control their own destiny. They needed to return to Israel. Slowly but steadily, Jews throughout Europe migrated there. They started farms in carved cities like Tel Aviv out of the desert landscape. Herzl himself though died before he could even see these efforts bear fruit. But the momentum was there. Others continued what he had started. It was the rise of Nazism, the outbreak of World War II and the Holocaust that made Zionism an existential issue. On November 29, 1947, the prayers of generations of Jews were finally answered. The United Nations voted to make Israel a state again making the Jews the only people in history to have regained their homeland after having been exiled from it. Israel's had to fight three major wars, numerous minor ones, and endure endless terror attacks to hang on to it. But hang on to it, they have. Israel is now a nation of nearly 10 million people, one fifth of whom are not even Jewish. Yet many still refuse to accept it. Consider this. The same time Israel became a state, so did Pakistan. But unlike Israel, Pakistan was a brand new state, carved out of India. There was no ancient connection to the land of Pakistan. There was no Pakistanism that was the equivalent of Zionism. Pakistan was simply wrenched out of India because the Muslims in that area demanded it. Millions of Hindus who lived there were forcibly expelled. Outside of India, few objected even at the time. And today, no one questions Pakistan's right to exist as a nation state. So why all the controversy? Why all the hatred directed toward Israel and the idea that the Jews have a claim to their ancient land, the Zionist idea? The answer to that question is as old as the Jewish people. It's called anti-Semitism, and it takes many forms. Anti-Zionism is just one of them. At its core, it's a hatred of all things Western. How else do you explain this coincidence? Those who most hate Zionism are the same people who most hate the United States. I'm CJ Pearson for Prager University.
0: All right, flavor family. My name is Avery Whited. I'm the daughter of David and Stacy. I'm just moving in, so I had to get an order for my pillow and get the things that I needed. So, let's look inside. I got some my pillow, uh, towels, kitchen towels, I got some of their Giza sheets. Now, I've never actually been able to use them, but I've heard amazing things from my parents about them. And last but not least, something for Charlie. Hey, Doppin. All right, Charlie, let's go put this in the dryer and flip it up for you. Come on, buddy. Nice and warm and fluffy. Perfect for my little guy. Come here, Charlie. All right. If you want to get your own products, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code Flyover to save up
4: to
5: 66% off. My Towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wouldn't dry you. That's why I made My Towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get My Towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all My Towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com
4: He's doing a Mitch glitch his,
6: his mouth don't move and his face don't either Maybe it's time for Mitch to take a breather His feet don't move, maybe he's got the fever Like Fetalman, he's a walking freezer Freeze glitch, what the hell is going on? Got a Mitch glitch over here, something's going wrong The night's but no one is home What the hell is going on inside Mitch's skull? look looking for skulls that are empty In D.C. you will find mending Bike is done, Fetalman is too. Now with the Mitch glitch, we're a oh. Mitch glitch He's doing
5: that. Oh,
1: He's doing the bench Oh, wow. crazy, crazy times. Um, you know, there it, we're in a weird moment where uh there's even memes of someone saying, Oh, we're thinking of moving grandpa to assisted living, or maybe he should run for senator. You yeah. know, um, and I I'm kind of at a place where I don't know if these people are are put there in spite of shortcomings, in spite of where they fall short, or because of it.
0: Yeah, a uh, it, great Because of,
1: of their shortcomings, it's not limited just to politicians. I want to bring up kind of this topic because it kind of winds and goes around, but this is too big for us by ourselves. Yes. We need.
0: We need some serious Outside help.
1: assistance. We need to phone a friend. We need to bring in an expert from afar, a guy that's written books on the topic and uh, is at the tip of the spear when it comes to pushing back. He even,
0: even uh, put together songs.
1: Even well, he even wrote that song. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, repurposed, repurposed it in a very <laughs> weird Al Mac, Mac Clay Clarkstein way. The one, the only Thrive Time Show, Clay Clark. Yeah! Hey, up your, your I
6: call these lyrical miracles. And what happens, Dave, <laughs> you guys have known me well enough to know this. I get fixated on something and I can't move on till the thing is done, you know, and those usually become song ideas. So if you go to Thrivetimeshow.com, there's a button that says, who is uh, who, who am I or who is Clay Clark? And there's a drop down there. And we're updating it today, but I think there's about 45 songs I've recorded over the past 20 years. And they usually just – it's like one obsession so um, after another. So if you just want to go down that uh, uh, little laser show, um, again, you just go to the – button it's a who is clay clark so I think it'll show up on that little hamburger thing here yeah and if you drop down we're updating all those right now and so anyway soon today you'll find every single song i've ever done or if you do a google search for lyrical
1: miracles you can find them that way so some uh, people crochet they knit they garden you know they they uh plant roses yeah they do all kinds of things this is your your way to keep from going crazy when you're in the midst of craziness
0: and, and this has gotten you in trouble for a while here uh, this actually got you kicked out in college right?
6: Yeah, there's so many, and
0: this
4: can
6: update updated today. But like, and uh, I was in college, you know, I we went to Oral Roberts University, and I wasn't really happy about certain things I saw. And there's nothing, by the way, no school's perfect, no humans perfect. But you know, I'm in college, I have an idealistic mind, so I wrote a song about some things called the ORU Slim Shady. It's in on YouTube, and it got that was when Napster first came out.
1: So I'm walking oh, yeah. to
6: class, walk into class, and everybody, I, I mean, not kidding, I'm hearing it in like every dorm room. I'm hearing it in cars. <laughs> I'm going, oh no. There it is. You found the page. And so I'm updating that today with all the new ones. But I think – I mean there's one song about having nine executive desks in a small office. I wrote – I spent an entire day talking about having – Dave, one of my business partners, he said, do you really need to have nine executive desks in this office? (laughs) Yes, I do. And I yep. wrote a song about it. And there are just so many crazy things. Uh, <laughs> well,
1: it, well and like a, a lot of the, the great ones, um, I don't know that even uh, Da Vinci or, or or Van Gogh or a lot of these people were really appreciated while they were alive. Maybe after you pass on, you know, there's going to be like museums, memorials, things like this uh, made in your honor because then people will appreciate the greatness. I don't know they appreciated oh, okay. it while you were in college. But. I, I
0: do have to bring up, because I'm pretty sure it's in your office, that you have the being dismissed from ORU asking you not to attend there any longer. And I think that had to do something about a song that you wrote. Uh, that right there. But then the yeah. second thing is actually... Um, a letter, or an honorarium of you coming back and speaking at that same school that to you their got business school out. and getting paid and for they it.
6: Actually hired me to fix their alumni department. So <laughs> I had my dismissal uh, letter, and then I like, fifteen years later. I got my my paycheck. I framed the eight thousand dollar a month paycheck, <laughs> turning it around. Also, I will tell people. I um, hilarious. I solve hilarious. marriage issues with my song. So if you go to YouTube and you look like type <laughs> the the uh, the vasectomy song, we have five kids. And my wife wanted to have a vasectomy, and I'm like, I will not. And so I wrote a song about that. I also wrote a song about the brown van. My HOA wanted me to get rid of my brown van because it didn't have a door.
5: Oh my like, god! Bunch
1: of snobs.
5: Bunch <laughs> of snobs.
6: I live in a neighborhood kind of like yours, and they, the neighbors just didn't like having a brown van. They got <laughs> reined in. And <laughs> so I wrote a song called Brown Van. These are on YouTube, and some of these have, have done fairly well. Um, but I'm archiving them today uh, because, you know, we got to do certain action steps before Christ's return. And one of them is to
1: organize the lyrical miracles. Yes. Well, <laughs> keeping people, so but speaking of glitches, I do want to talk about this a minute, though. You got Mitch and I don't don't get lost in the sauce on this. If you're offended or think we're making fun of an of an older person, there's, there's two sides to that. One, if you put yourself in the public arena and you say, hey, I'm in charge and I'm going to lead the entire Republican Party you're you're open to criticism mm-hmm. in a way that maybe you know you wouldn't want your own personal grandfather or somebody to do you wouldn't want you know if if he struggled walking and was was, was... Jill Biden now comes out on stage as a cni wife to lead joe off the stage because yeah. there's two options you can go left or right and he gets confused and so like it's most people most people realize that our elected officials couldn't do their job for a year mm-hmm. if you run a tanning salon or you uh, or an accountant, or you're a checkout person at Target, or whatever it is you do, I don't care what your job is, you know, inside like Joe Biden couldn't do your job. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's job is is harder, so hard that Joe Biden couldn't do it. Uh, so it's kind of an interesting thing. But, but this isn't narrowed down to just them. And like all jokes aside, um, these glitches that people have, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not even going to go down the whole conspiracy conversation things. That's a show for Saturdays. But you look at like Katy Perry freezes up. You know, in different ones is it? I mean, honestly, Clay. All jokes aside, is this uh, like a demonic kind of a thing? Is it well, so uh, much pressure with these people and compromises? Like, well,
6: let's talk about it real fast. Because she's, she's, she's not, she's not old. Mm-hmm.
1: I think everyone needs to know.
6: And again, I don't do uh, um, speculation. I'm just going to tell you facts. Okay, there's a technology that's been patented uh for many years uh, and it's a neuralink is the company neuralink neuralink and what it uh, the fda has approved neuralink now for human trials where they put an actual chip in the head and it's designed to connect your brain to what they're calling infinite intelligence or um ai or the internet okay so if that technology exists and we know about it now is it possible that the fda um just approved it now but that someone's been working on it before now you know, so I could see that happening. Uh, I, I, I could see that happening. Um, I know Eminem did a bizarre Monday Night Football appearance yeah. where he rose, and that was very troubling for people With, who were uh, watching. Because it was one of the it was one of the major like one of the most watched glitches of all time, and people couldn't figure out what was happening. Was he trying to be funny? Was it a joke? Um, Katy Perry, you're seeing that. Um, you're seeing um, the the interviews, um, the hearings featuring Zuckerberg and uh, the founder of a uh, Twitter, Jack Dorsey. Yeah. It was yeah. were bizarre exchanges where they appeared to have non human. Um, responses to things. Um, Bill Gates, his hearings during the Microsoft Monopoly uh scandal there. Uh there's been a lot of these sort of odd glitches. And all I can say is when you're in a room with someone that glitches, figure out what happened. You know, that's just oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's great.
6: Hey Carl, uh are you you, you know, I mean, you know, Marshall, Mathers, Eminem, hey, are you what what just happened there? And again, there's people that have aneurysms, there's people that have unexplainable strokes. I get it. For sure. But they're so consistent in the bizarreness of it, I mean Eminem. Anyone hasn't seen Eminem's glitch on Monday Night Football? It is, it, it goes on for, but it seems to be forever. I mean, it's a good, yeah, maybe thirty seconds of bizarre behavior, so
1: yeah, it feels even longer mm-hmm. than that. And you I think it's, he's with Kirk Herbstreet. I think is what he's talking um uh, with Eminem. Yeah, it's it's it was probably four years ago, something like that. Um, um, It's interesting that these things these things happen because if you worked with someone, it happened. If we were doing a podcast, all of a sudden, Stacy just went like. Yeah. Like this for a minute. You go, what happened there?
0: Yeah. Everybody would wonder.
1: It'd be like, babe. (laughs) You're
0: like, hello. Yeah. yeah,
1: (laughs) Like like (laughs) an old CD player. I
0: want
6: to tell a story on the, on the shallow end of this idea. Uh, The other day, this is, we we have one of our companies, it's a haircut chain. Oh, there you go. And I'm listening to uh, the recorded calls as part of our training. We do the calls are recorded for quality assurance. And so we listen to the calls and we had an employee that appeared to glitch on the phone call. So they were like, "Thank you for calling, an elephant in the room. How can I help you?" And then the customer said, oh, "Yeah, I'm looking to get my haircut." And one of our employees said, "Uh," and they just kind of paused. And, well, uh, and we're going what? And then I could hear this what appeared to be a small beat in the background, like boop 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 boop. <laughs> oh, and I'm going boop no. boop 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 boop, and I'm going, I think this is the game in fifty cents. Boop 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 boop. And I go. Up, Hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. And then they go, yeah, uh, sir, so when do you want to get your hair cut? And then this is how I go. Wait, are you listening to rap music while <laughs> you work in the call? center? So they go, well, I was wearing earbuds in my ear, and then over my earbuds I was wearing my headset to see if I could do both.
0: Oh, my and gosh. So
6: I, well, I have seen people famously try to multitask in Glitch. I've seen that sort of yeah. behavior. So, uh, But, yeah, what you're referencing is pretty bizarre. I want is... to
1: shift, shift gears a minute to uh, – House Republican leadership. Um, there's a there's a kid that did an interpretive dance that I think is the perfect model of what Republican leadership looks like in the House of Representatives. We can play this maybe on loop because it it sums it up. And so sometimes a picture's worth a thousand words. Sometimes a a five second clip is worth millions of words. Um,
4: Here we
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that is our Republican. Uh, leadership right there
0: what the heck is uh, going on as
1: far as I, I don't think we thought this through real well <laughs> now now president trump was asked a question about this the other day and i think he probably had the best answer of anybody i've i've seen and it's legitimate so we got between the two extremes i'd like to have clay uh kind of break down what he sees the future of that because it is kind of a kind of a big deal uh yep. when we're thinking about handing it over yeah let's but let's, let's play the let's
0: president, play trump president trump president trump's clip fast. Uh, because this is pretty interesting. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And uh, I think it's pretty fascinating. What he you have to say? So check this out.
5: Only one person that can do it all the way. You know who that is? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus came down and said, I want to be speaker, he would do it. Other than that, I haven't seen I haven't seen anybody that can guarantee it. But at some point I think we're gonna uh gonna have somebody pretty soon. Mr. Mr.
0: President, you he- said It's also interesting, Clay. I don't know if you saw on his true social, but um, President Trump put a picture up on his true social in a courtroom and beside him was Jesus. It was a drawing of Jesus sitting beside him. So this just happened over the last few days ago.
6: I've actually spent time with President Trump discussing Jesus. And so um, I can tell you he has a reverence for Jesus. Um, I've seen him at multiple rallies, actually. I've seen it multiple times where the crowd will say something and then he'll give an ode to Jesus. Like one one specific example that I can think of is the crowd was like, you're more fam- famous than Jesus. And it was some guy that yelled on a hot mic in the crowd, you know. yeah. And they were excited at a rally. And President Trump, President Trump says, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm not the most famous person in the world. That's Jesus Christ. I mean, he's very I've, – I've seen him, those kinds of situations yeah. where people – a
1: uh, fear of the Lord.
6: Yeah. He does have a fear of the Lord. And you can tell when he does it, he's very much like, don't say that I'm more, fam- I'm more famous than Jesus. Don't. Um, he also uh, stood in front of the church and held up the Bible during the mm-hmm. peak of the um, attacks and the, the rioting and the, the looting that was going on there in D.C. Um, he stood in front of that church famously and held up the Bible. I mean, he's also stood up for the life of the unborn. By the way, folks, abortion, we need to stop calling it abortion. It really is just bail sacrifice.
4: Mm-hmm. It's a bail
6: yeah. Will sacrifice. That's what it is. They've they've come with a more efficient way to murder babies. And it's just bizarre, but that's what bail sacrifice is. So that's where we're at. And so what's happening is people need to understand the Great Reset. If I could explain it succinctly, it goes like this What? It's three front attack. Okay. This is how it goes. They want to attack your wealth. They want to attack your health. And they want to silence truth. And how do they win? They, if it goes under your skin, they win. Let's try it again. They're going to, they're going to come after your health, your wealth. And then they're going to silence the truth. And if they put it under your skin, they win. Put what under your skin? Uh, MIT developed what's called a CBDC. Again, MIT, if you look it up, folks, just type in MIT, CBDC. Okay. Now type in MIT quantum dot. That's what stores your medical and financial records under your skin. Look up the new name of the technology that powers the CBDs. It's called quant.network. So how how do they get us to that? How do they get us to where we accept the universal basic income being pitched in Canada today? How do they get us to accept the universal basic income being discussed on college campuses right now? How do they get us to put it under our skin? Well, what they're going to do is they have to destroy the economy. It has to happen. So this is not an accident. So the, what's happening is the people who are in elected office, they're actors. Klaus Schwab often, often refers to these people as actors. He often uses the word actors. Okay. So Zelensky was a former actor. Okay. We need to understand this. They, they call these people actors. And actors, for anybody out there who hasn't studied method method acting, I highly recommend you don't study method acting. But if you just want to know about it, method acting is where a, a an actor um, Charlie Rose interviews people like Meryl Streep about this. He's interviewed people like uh, uh, David day or what was it? D- Daniel Day-Lewis or whatever yeah. his name is. Uh, and he interview these famous actors, the Sean Penn, um, you know, Tom Hanks. You know, ask him, well, how do you play the character? And what they t- talk about is a process called ego death. But basically they invite a spirit that is not of their own into their body. And they play and that plays the role. So Heath Ledger discussed this process. So most of the mm. movies that watch, most of them, not some, most, almost all, uh, there's some exceptions, are actors where they invited a spirit into themselves that is not themselves. And they're now becoming more open about it. So you're starting to see That's what's called method acting. And so um, you're starting to see these actors that have had their consciousness seared by perpetual sin, and they have invited in a character that is not of their own Mm. to play that part. So (laughs) they don't even agree with the morals that they say they believe. They're just playing that part. We need to understand this. They are actors, as Klaus Schwab calls them. They're not. So let me give you an example. Um, There was a a person years ago I met. I won't mention their name, but they were uh, a very uh, – kind of a big-time – singer okay big time singer and uh this they were touring with luther vandros back when luther wow. was alive and relevant mm-hmm. and i was djing a show and and uh i saw this guy with wearing these incredible hulk hands out in front of the uh performance hall uh downtown tulsa and I, I i saw this guy with the hulk hands he's dressed up like he's performing or something and i rolled down the window i was 23 24 i'm like what are you doing and he says <laughs> oh i'm a singer for luther bandros you know and i'm singing and uh he the, the all the band we got the whole cans the movie hulk just came out we all got Hulk cans and i was trying to get some something to eat but i didn't realize tulsa there's no place to walk you can't walk anywhere we didn't have any restaurants I said so could you take me to uh you know get some food i'm thinking well i got about an hour before my show starts the guy's dressed up he's wearing Hulk cans he's probably not going to kill me <laughs> okay i'll drove so I, I this guy and we start talking about all the songs he's written and all the music he does and all this kind of stuff and then we had a conversation about it i said do you like R&B? Do you like cuz he's a phenomenal singer he goes, "Nah. No. I don't really like it. It's very sexual. You yeah, know, it's pretty sexual." So you don't like it. So, no, I grew up in the church, man, I sang gospel, you know, and I just I just kind of know how songs are written. I go, "What do you mean?" And we had a great conversation. He said, "Well, you know, you got the the, the verse, you know, then you got the chorus, then you got the verse, you got the chorus, got the amplified chorus." And I it's just a 3-minute thing and it just needs to sound good. Um, but I, I I don't really like it. But you so you don't like singing? R&B. No, it just pays the bills. I grew up doing gospel. That's what I get into. So I said, well, could you sing me one of the songs he wrote. And he, he, these are like a, a song everyone would know, top 40 song. Can you sing it to me? He goes, oh, yeah. And this guy can just next level sing. And I'm going, wow. so what? wow. Are you? I said, so you don't like that song? He said, no, I don't like it at all. It's just my job. And so he was an actor who would go dress up and look sharp and put on the suit and dance around and sing and do all that. But he had no actual love and or appreciation at all for what he did. So then I was talking to him and I said, Hey, we're hopping back in the van. I'm driving him back to the place. I said, So do you like fans? He goes, No, I don't like fans. I don't like fans. <laughs> he's like, no, I Can't stand them So what are you doing? He's like, I just, it's a thing, it's entertainment. You know, he's like, so you'll get up there and say, How you doing, Tulsa? And people, woo! And then he's like, I have a little tagline, like, I'll make up a story. Like, I went to the holiday inn last night. How many of you been? And he's like, it's a whole insincere thing. How many people are from the 918? And he's like, Every show's the same. And I just throw out little things. How are the ladies doing? And he's like, the whole thing. I don't, I don't like it. I just want to, it, But it's how I make money. And he's an actor. Yeah. He's a singer-actor. And I and I had never – that was the first time I met somebody who pretended to be something they, they, they could put the opposite of what they were as a career all the time. And that kind that of – can't be good for you. Yeah. yeah.
2: That that that's what's been on the
6: path of watching Stacy these Charlie Rose interviews, and so if you go to Charlie, if you just go to YouTube and type in Charlie Rose, Meryl Streep, and you watch the interviews with him or Tom Hanks, it's very disturbing. And then that led me to the end of the rabbit trail. I started studying Hans Zimmer, and Hans Zimmer is the composer, phenomenal, mm-hmm. by the way. Oh, and Hans Zimmer did a master class on Oprah's Network, which I don't recommend Oprah, but this is all pre-my awakening, whatever. So Hans Zimmer talks about how music you know, Satan was the great musician. He doesn't mention that part, but he talks about music can create an atmosphere and an energy that is not, so you can play a certain key and it scares people, a certain key and it seems exciting, a certain key and it's whimsical. Another one inspires acts. So what's happening is the people that are in office are actors and people need to understand that. So when you have a speaker of the house, who's a member of the world economic forum, of course, he's not going to stop the world economic forum you know cuz he's an actor so yeah. i guarantee you leonardo dicaprio if he got elected he could go in there and pretend to be a republican and he could just do it, it. and We'd we would believe him and people would cheer for him that's what's so scary is like matthew mcconaughey he'll say things that by and large most conservatives agree with but then he'll go the other direction and it's because they don't have a a moral framework called the bible But if you believe in God and the Bible, that's why this whole thing with uh, Israel right now is really freaking me out. Because in Israel, so many people that I know that are doctors and lawyers and people that I thought would surely stand with God's very clear commandment in Genesis chapter 12, that he will bless those that bless Israel Mm -hmm. and curse those that curse Israel. These people I thought for sure would say, I support the Israeli people. I support God's people, or people that would just be aware of geography on a map and go, "Look, the little speck the size of New Jersey—that's called Israel. Everything else around it is called Islamic countries, countries that are part of the Arab, you know, nations. Uh, you would think they just logically would want to stand up for the beacon of freedom, but they don't. And it's because they don't yeah, yeah. have
1: a moral compass. Um, we, we have a we have a, a, a clip that a clip. I want to play of that of a guy who uh, is the son of one of the founding Hamas uh, leaders. Um, and that's where I think we're, we're, every night we're playing like different, different clips or kind of educating on the, the process of, of this. Um, there are a lot of very confused people. And I'm not saying we have the corner of the market on truth and wisdom and, and discernment, yeah. but it is seem kind of one side. Let's play the clip of the son who guy who actually grew up as like, he considered himself like almost like royalty. He was like a prince you know, in, in, that, in, that, in that world. Let's play this role. Uh,
4: Hamas is a religious uh, movement, you know, and they are raging a religious movement against Israel. This is what they are doing. The mainstream media cannot say this because they are afraid to ignite a religious war. And mm. what I say, it already is. You know, they want to annihilate the Jewish people because they are Jewish people, because they are Jewish state. This is why they hate Israel. They want to establish an Islamic state on the rubble of the state of Israel. Uh, uh, Their their campaign title is uh, Tufan Al-Aqsa, which means uh, the flood of Al-Aqsa Mosque. So it is a religious uh, situation, and we just need to expose them for what they are. They are not a national movement. If they were a national movement, a political movement, you can uh, satisfy their ambition somehow. You can negotiate with them. But when they are religious movement, that they don't believe even in political borders, that they they are uh, driven by uh, dark hatred towards a race, Mm -hmm. you know, towards a nation.
1: It's a terrorist group that has one mission when they wake up every morning and they're brushing their teeth, they're mm-hmm. putting their shoes on, they're getting ready, they're looking at last look in the mirror, they're like, I want to kill as many Jews today as possible. Like they're there's not, they're not trying to get an, an occupied land. There's not a thing that they mm-hmm. want. They're not trying to live amicably. Uh there's not one Jewish person that lives in that area. Be allowed to even even live, you know. Um they exist to kill Jews, period, and they will not stop until there are none left. It, it's, it's, that's their goal. That's their goal. It that, ain't going to happen. That—that's why they wake up mm-hmm. every day. That is their their mission. So it's odd you would you would see people confused on this. Well,
6: and again, I, I'm not uh, I'm I'm not going to argue with you on your show about how great your show is, but just for a second, if you can mute your mic and just let me talk about this, <laughs> you guys love God. So you do have a corner on the truth because you always go back to the Bible, regardless of whether I'm talking or you're you're talking or your husband's talking, your wife's talking, you always go back to the Bible. And the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter six, it tells us that the earth was filled with perpetual violence and wickedness, a.k.a. Hamas. That's what the word Hamas means in Hebrew. And then God flooded the earth. And God tells us in uh, Matthew chapter 24, I believe, verse 27, that the earth will be like as in the days of Noah before his return again. So for everybody out there who just cannot Understand. I mean, let me fire off. I don't have these things memorized, so I'm gonna to try to fire them off and be very accurate so people can look them up later. But the Bible tells us very specifically that Gaza will be destroyed before the return of Christ. That's Amos 1-7, okay? Amos 1-7. The Bible tells us Gaza will be destroyed on Zephaniah chapter 2, verse 4. Zephaniah chapter 2, verse 4. <laughs> God tells us that Damascus will be destroyed. People are, it's shocking. I can't believe that all the weapons are being shipped into D- Damascus, Syria. No, it's not. Isaiah chapter 17, verse 1, tells us that Damascus will be turned into rubble before the return of Christ. I can't believe that modern that modern iran and modern ethiopia and modern libya and modern turkey are going to come against israel i can it's called ezekiel chapter 38 verse five through six people say i can't believe there's wars and rumors of wars and famines and pestilences and a neighbor's rising right its neighbor <laughs> mm-hmm. i can it's mark chapter 13 matthew chapter 24 luke chapter 21 that's what it is and if you read the bible and you really get into the bible and you really just read it you won't fight america there now you could really read it i mean you could get passionate you could get i i'm you're not going to find it. The whole God's timeline revolves around Israel. That's what it's all about. That's the, the beginning and the end. Now, God is the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. The word history means his story. So you've all Noah Harari on ynharari.com. That's his website, ynharari.com. Unfortunately, the, the uh, domain jackassery.com was taken. So <laughs> it, says, it says history began when humans invented gods and will end when humans become gods. He wants to remove... God from history. Mm. This guy, this homeboy, you have all know, a Harari, he showed up when the Euphrates River dried up. Folks, Revelation chapter 16, verse 12 through 14 says, when the Euphrates River dries up, that's when the false prophet will show up, and that's when China and Russia will team up. And for anybody who doesn't know this, the New York Times just put out this article. The New York Times, why are you talking about The New York Times, this just came out. You can look it up right now. It says, with Putin by his side, Xi outlines his vision for a new world order. Those homeboys got together seven days ago and have agree, they're saying the phrase new world New World order out loud now. So when the Euphrates River dried up, that's Revelation chapter 16, verse 12 through 14. Guess who teamed up? China and Russia teamed up. And guess who else showed up? The false prophet showed up. Why is this happening? Well, what about de-dollarization? Revelation chapter 6, 6, it's called hyperinflation. Revelation chapter 6, verse 6, prophesied hyperinflation. So all these things are happening, and all, the only decision that you and I have in terms of free will is who will you serve? Team Jesus yeah. or team Satan, that's the only decision we get to have, and so i I know that's disturbing for people, but God tells us that he's going to have this thing called the Rapture. Now, if people say it's not in the Bible, you can't find the rapture now again, the word bible's not in the the word Bible's not in the Bible, and so many people get hung up on this because they they don't know the Bible, and so they just take a little pithy thing that somebody says, but God tells us that there, there will be a time where he's going to have the the, the, the the Trump of God is going to be heard. And then he is going to return, and it's going to be this awesome time. I'm going to pull up the actual verse here for you, so we get it. This is First Thessalonians chapter four, verse thirteen through sixteen. Okay, And it says, for the Lord himself shall descend with, uh, from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, or with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. But if you get into First Thessalonians chapter 4 and you read this, the, the chapter, and I'll try to speed through it. It says, brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him according to the Lord's word. We tell you that we who are alive and still alive uh, and who are left until the coming of the Lord will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself shall come down from heaven with a uh, loud command and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Uh, After that, we who are still alive, that's us. Our left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. The Bible tells us this is how we're supposed to encourage one another with these words. And I just think people, they don't read the Bible. And I'm going to tell you a story real quick. And this is not to impress or depress anybody out there. Yesterday, I had a meeting with uh, certain... I'm I'm trying to get the biggest churches in America to at least meet with President Trump. That's what I'm working on right now. Okay. That's
0: cool.
6: Well, it's not... I mean it would be cool except they're all like well <laughs> can we can we work through my agent because i don't want uh-uh. any, I don't,
0: uh-uh.
6: no. and then they say if we're going to do a meeting we want it to be private we don't want anyone to know that the meeting has occurred
0: you've got now, to this, be kidding this, me yeah, and
6: this is the top 10 ministries in america that i'm working on right now and this is what's really wild most of them have book deals and guess the publishing houses that, that gave them the book deals these pastors they're typically lesbian women or left of center women that are in charge of the publishing houses that hate republicans
3: and that's oh the christian gosh.
6: authors so i just want people to know a uh, spoiler alert uh, uh, the bible talks about towards the end first timothy it says that men uh, will actually have um, itching ears and we won't endure sound doctrine So you can kind of understand now when you have left of center women or lesbian women who are in charge of the book deals. So all of the pastors, when you go to like Barnes and Noble and you see the top selling pastors and you discover that nine out of 10 of them are on a publishing deal where they have a lesbian or left of center woman, um, Telling them what they can and can't say. You can kind of see. And so what happens is a lot of Christians, not your listeners, they don't read the Bible. Mm. So they're like, well, 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 how come then the Megum churches aren't talking about this? It's because people, they, they have, they're, they can't endure sound doctrine. And so let me read this to you real quick here. Pull this up. Unfortunately, folks, I don't have the whole Bible memorized. I'm working on it. But it's <laughs> an incredible book. I have a small brain. But it says here, Second um, Timothy 4, it says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, Um, Who shall judge the quick and dead at his appearing in his kingdom? Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, what? Rebuke, what? exhort with all long suffering and uh, suffering and doctrine for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine after their lust, they shall heap to themselves. Teachers having itching ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. So that's why Andy Stanley is getting celebrated by the world for having this gay and lesbian affirmation conference. He just did. Uh That's why T.D. jakes is having Anthony Fauci on his stage. That's why Craig, by the way, if you're at life church, a lot of people go to life church. If you go to life church and you want to move up in the leadership process, that's a fascinating process. Look up somebody out there should look up the steps you need to take to become a leader at life church. Look that one up. Rick Warren, member of the World Economic Forum. What's that all about? I mean, Saddleback, Purpose Driven Life. And so they, then these then these people, they write good books that get in the way of us reading the great book. So I'm going to throw myself under the bus. I have read a lot of the good books. I mean, all the purpose driven life stuff. I read it, Your Best Life Now, Joel Osteen, read it. Uh, I don't know. It's pretty much any Christianese kind of self-help book. I read a lot of that, you know, and, uh, but those are just good books. I don't think I I actually think they're they're bad books, but they're good books that are designed to get in the way Mm. of what we're supposed to be doing. And the final thing I want to hit on here is a lot of Christian and I'm not attacking you or you or anybody listening. I'm just want to throw out this idea. A lot of these um, churches, they teach this idea that your job is make a lot of money to leave a legacy for your kids. It's just like a it's – a, it's, a t- it's a principle. They'll find a couple of verses to go with it. But it talks about in the Bible that you're not supposed to store up riches on this planet. You're supposed to actually focus on storing up riches in heaven. And someone says, really? Where does it say? I'm going to read it. Matthew chapter 6. It says, uh, verse 19, lay not up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. Most Christian men I know won't speak up because they say, I want to leave my kids a legacy. The Bible tells us to leave an inheritance. Get out of here. It says, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. And where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. Mm -hmm. So that's why for me, when I do these reawakened tour events and I lose money, people say, what are you going to do? I'm not going to leave my kids with an inheritance. Screw that. I'm not going <laughs> to leave, leave my kids. I'm serious. I'm not going to leave my – people say I want my kid's life to be easier than mine. I want my kid's life to be harder than mine because the people who are these trust fund babies, they right. grew up not to be good. weak, wimpy individuals that do not have any capacity to fight back. No, so my kids, they work. You know, my son, my daughter. My daughter's 19 years old. She works in the office. My son wants to buy a go-kart the other day. So what does he have to do? He has to work. He has to mow yeah. lawns. I see all these people, though, they give their kids a, a – a, they set their kids up a trust fund. They don't teach their kids basic life right. skills. And now those Bad. kids, by and large, are almost entirely lefties. They're mm-hmm. liberals who are – so, again, I'm just challenging you, folks, to look at every verse I talked about on tape, but specifically read Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 21, and ask yourself, are you trying to store up treasures on earth or are you trying to store up treasures in heaven? Because that has been a huge issue for me. That I had to deal with about three and a half years ago because I had built a nice life for myself. Things were going great. I grew up poor, built a successful thing. And the path to becoming financially successful is the opposite of what we do on the Reawaken Tour. I mean, that's why when you go to -to time2freemedia timetofreeamerica.com, you can name your price. And I think, Dave, if if people use promo code flyover, they have a chance to win a backstage pass. And I think we have your backstage pass person on the phone. Is oh that okay? We yay. would love to
1: make that announcement now. That's how we did it uh, in in the past. Yeah, so.
0: that would be
6: wonderful. Hey Devin, can you fire up the backstage pass winner? That's let's my good uh, <laughs> one.
1: Hey and, Devin. Uh, hey, while Devin's okay. bringing that, let's play a, a clip of what the Reawaken America event looks like, real quick. Uh, let's let's play this.
4: Our founding fathers evolved the idea that you and I
2: have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same.
4: And if you and I don't do this, and you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America
2: when men were free.
6: Get here, they have a picture
1: okay. of the last winner as well. Um, yes, when we they do. come back, if they're willing to, and in the last few events they have, we went ahead and did a did an interview.
0: There is a picture with Carissa. Literally, that was such a fun interview. Um,
1: God's hands in this. These are the best people ever. We had Ray. Uh, we did an interview with uh, back in Las Vegas. It was incredible. Then we had we had this one here. Uh, great time.
0: Yeah, we had a really good time.
1: And the, the conversations we had before and after that recording and getting to meet people. Uh, this will be released on our Rumble channel uh, this week with uh, Carissa Gab. It was really a great conversation. Enjoyed getting to All meet. All right, her. you
0: got the winner there. We got a winner here,
1: ma'am. What is your name?
0: Jane St.
6: James. Jane St. James. What state Woo! or city are you in, there, ma'am?
0: I am in San Luis Obispo in
6: California. Oh wow! So you're 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 in the great state of California. How bad is it there in California right now? <laughs> because you're going to have a great time at the event, but how bad is it uh, in the state of California right now? It it's
0: it's pretty bleak. It's bad in California, especially if you're trying to buy gasoline. But um, it, it is pretty bleak, and the different cities and the,
3: the little government centers.
0: Um, you know, we have gavin Newsom, so that
6: that probably it goes downhill from there well i'm glad i'm glad he sets the bar now uh, now real quick here you you're the winner of the backstage pass we're so excited to have you there that's presented by the flyover conservatives so you'll be able to come backstage and meet the flyover team you'll be able to meet mel k and general flynn and eric trump and cash patel and alina haba uh, president trump's attorney and devin nunes and so many great people how did you originally hear about the reawaken tour
4: Oh, Clay, I've
0: been watching you for some time
6: now. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. We're so excited to see you. The flyovers are excited to see you. And I just wanted to bring you on the show here. And that'll be on today's edition of the Flyover Conservatives. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. God bless you, man. All right. All right. We well, got a winner. Now, that the good is folks. are
0: awesome.
6: Stacey, I just want to tell people this. The, the, if you read Luke chapter 9, um, I think we all have a new uh, nine to five job, okay? As Christians, Luke nine five. If you read Luke chapter nine, basically uh, Jesus instructs his, his his inner circle to go out there and to go house to house, laying hands on the sick, casting out devils. And if you get rejected, uh, then just shake the dust off your sandals. And that's you know Luke nine five. So I encourage everybody out there. Our nine to five job is to sell is to is to sell the gospel, to share the gospel, mm-hmm. to preach the gospel, to teach the gospel, to go out there and lead people to Christ. And that's what we're doing on the Reawaken America tour. So if you go to time to free we're going to uh, December fifth. 15th and 16th, people say, well, why are you going to California? Uh, Because General Flynn says so. Uh, That's the way it works.
0: And they need us. Yeah,
6: that's right. That's right. And I'll say, Um, I uh, talked to General Flynn and Eric quite a bit over the last 48 hours, and we're going to be doing, it looks like, three additional events leading up to the election. And then most of the people on the tour, uh, this is my little uh, tagline, they're either going to the White House or the Gulag, is how I would describe (laughs) our team. Uh, Uh, I mean it because you got Peter Navarro, they're trying to put him in jail for, you know, I mean, he's in his 70s. They're trying to put him in jail for multiple years. You got... Eric Trump, they're making him testify um, in this ridiculous devaluation or under-evaluation of his real estate holdings and his family's, the Trump organization. Um, You've got uh, Kash Patel constantly receiving subpoenas. You have myself constantly receiving subpoenas. Um, Aaron Antis, who works behind the scenes. Don Jr. Um, You have Mike Lindell. They're trying to put Mm -hmm. uh, my my pillow uh, out of business, and he's doing a great job fighting back there. You've got uh, General Flynn constantly receiving subpoenas. I mean, all of us. I mean, we are just constantly. Constantly being persecuted, but if you want to meet, you know, I would say 25 of the people that will be working in the the Trump 2024 White House, Mm -hmm. they're all going to be there on the reawakening. I mean, it's the only time in American history. Think about this where you've had this many people from a president's inner circle all on a tour together, it's never happened. I mean, this is like, in terms of like music, uh, this is all pre-Christ. But this would be like having like the pre-Christ folks. This is like the (laughs) Wu-Tang Clan, LL Cool J, Jay-Z, Eminem. It's like all of them together, except this is like good folks who are not out there selling a Luciferian pop culture music agenda. I mean, this would be like an NBA team with like LeBron James and Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan all in their prime. I mean, this is just the, the people... I am always in awe of them. And the one thing I encourage everybody out there who's met these people is familiarity often breeds contempt where people lose respect for people over time. And I have found that, by and large, the speakers we have on the tour, that doesn't change. I found, Mm -hmm. in fact, the speakers actually gain reverence for these people over time. I'm seeing more and more of the speakers address General Flynn as sir or as general because they start to understand – wow, this guy has been consistent, and he really knows what he's talking about. And so I'm just starting to see the the formation of of the org chart coming together, and it really is exciting, and I mean this sincerely. Your show, I would say your show, Amanda Grace, Julie Green, Mel Kay, His Glory, uh, there's so many great shows, but Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for these independent voices like yours – people would not know what's going on. So what I want you to, to know is you guys are civil servants right now. You're helping this country, and I appreciate the consistency of the broadcast. So, folks, if you want to join us today, go to time2freeamerica freeamerica.com, December 15th and 16th, time freeamerica.com. And if you are worried about the collapse of the dollar, and you should be, um, the, the flyovers have a precious metals dealer that they work with. They've had a relationship with Kirk for years. I would encourage you to schedule that consultation. And then finally, something you can do with family tonight. It's fun. It'll energize you. Um, No, it's not the Shake Weight. You can download the Reawaken America Tour documentary for free at timetofreeamerica.com, and you'll see Mike Lindell, Pastor Arthur Pulowski, and General Flynn, not prophesying, but telling you how it's going to end if we don't stop this. And it aged really well. Because Mm -hmm. this was recorded two and a half years ago. So it is a powerful testimony. And those guys have not changed. Whereas we're building this Gideon 300 Army, you're really starting to see who's all in. And General Flynn, Mike Lindell, Pastor Archer pulowski they are all in.
0: I love it. Clay, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. He has not fallen off the throne. He's not nervous. He's not chewing his nails. He is in control. He has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. What a great time to be alive! And I'm so excited for you to join me every Wednesday at 11:11. All
1: right, let's get our stuff together here. Hi, I'm David (laughs) Whitey. If we could skip the high money part, <laughs> because that's where I kind of tend to derail. <laughs> Hi.
4: <laughs>
1: but I did good. See, look. First thing says Say your
5: name.
1: Say your name, David. <laughs> <"Say your name." laughs> have you been wondering what to do with the spare time you have on Saturday mornings? Have I got a way for you to fill that time? Not cleaning your garage, folding your laundry, or doing something with yourself, filling your head with worthless information about what may or may not have happened 5,000 years ago. <laughs> have you ever wondered about ancient civilizations or about chemtrails in the sky? Or have you ever had a friend at, at school talk to you about friend at school?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Some days when you're sitting there with your lunch pail and you're talking to your friend at school, they, they bring up your flat earth, and you think it's a flat I don't know if your flat earth is flat or not. I don't know alligators are angry because they got all those teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> and it's all true. And we talk about it every Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> we talking about uh, Rubik's cubes and stuff. <laughs> we like to have conversations with people that have made documentaries, written books. Oh, this is terrible! I can like fill myself hating watching this later. Okay, give me a swoosh. Let's do this thing for real this time. I got a show for you. My, my, hang on. My eyes red now. You won't be able to tell in there. Peter can fix it. He read it through a filter. Can you run it through the Brad Pitt filter and get rid of my red eye?
2: Oh,
1: I'm probably doing the world a disservice. Gotta know what the weather is if you're gonna be making you know clothing choices when you're going out. You need to know, hey, you know, what's what's going on in the world, but that information is only as, as valuable as the person giving it to True. you. And our standard of this show, hey, we got an economic advisor that has not one but two. Two, two PhDs. So it's probably more than your brother-in-law or your <laughs> neighbor or wherever else you're getting advice from your buddy at the water cooler. It's like the my friend's smarter than your friend and so uh because of this relationship he's now your friend the one the only Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott
2: the man. Welcome. So, okay so yeah I've got a couple PhDs but you know what so does Fauci probably Ooh. so so what you have to add to that though is biblical wisdom because yes. yeah discernment so, yeah because you know, not not all PhDs are created equal. But, but
0: great point. That's yeah. why he's got the PhDs. Yes.
2: <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, some of these some of these supposedly smart PhDs that work at the Fed and the World Economic Forum—it's like I can't believe that even came out of your mouth. That was so stupid, right? Right. But right, it's just biblical wisdom, common sense, a things that the Bible is told us that you don't need a PhD to understand like a borrower is a slave to the lender, right? Don't spend more than what you make. Live uh, within your means. And when God gives you things, don't squander them. Don't bury Mm -hmm. them in the sand. Use the gifts that he's given you to amplify for the rest of the world, right? So when you add all that together, though, the PhD is with biblical wisdom, you you really do have a really cool framework to, to rest upon because God's in charge.
0: I love it. I love it. Okay, so for people that don't know Dr. Kirk, can you tell them what are your two PhDs in?
2: Yeah, so the first one's in, in public policy and administration, um, focusing on monetary economics, like central bank policy type stuff. And then the second one is simply just in theology. So that's where you blend those two together, economics and public policy and theology. And what do you get? The, the philosophy of our firm, which is people over profit. Uh, yeah. We want to focus on people, and then you know, profits not bad. Um, profits a good thing, right? Because God wants us to be able to utilize capital yeah. to actually give to other people to really fund projects and missions mm-hmm. and and take care of those that are in need. I mean, capital is necessary, but now the love of money is evil. Money itself isn't right. So, so our goal is to take that approach of money's important but not the end all be all what you do with it is amazing. And we want to set up legacy um, for, for not just for you and your retirement, but for future generations. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not squandered because everything that we ever invest in um, is going to grow or shrink because of policies coming out of DC, right. Yep. Higher tax, higher interest yep. rates, higher pressures, all of legislative action, all of that ties in. And now we've got political conflict, geopolitical conflict. You start putting all that together. It's like, <laughs> what do I do? Well, there's yep. so much stuff going on. Well, we can operate with wisdom on that because everything that I just said is negative, right? But every negative has something that's positive that you mm-hmm. can do during that. Dream, and that's yeah. where we help people thrive. So I so love it. For- and
0: you do amazing. Yeah. It's truly an honor <laughs> to partner with you. So thank you so much for being a part of the our family and helping us.
1: And and people that want to do that at any time, you can go to Flyvergold.com. It's just a landing page to get you into Dr. Kirk's world and then they set up conversations with you to Mm -hmm. educate you and and to kind of eliminate all the mystery. You hear Patrick Bed David and you know Ben Shapiro and like you hear all these people that are that are doing well financially. This is their move. Clay Clark, you know, Mm -hmm. different people. How do you do it though? It's kind of seems kind Mm -hmm. of mysterious. There's no vending machine or, you know, your bank probably doesn't, you know, offer, you know, these options. So it's, how do I actually move and allocate resources going from IRAs, retirements, physical cash into, uh,
0: uh, something tangible, something like so. tangible
1: that's going to appreciate. So, so go to com anytime and just enter your information and, and they'll put you in the queue and have that conversation with you. So, so give us the yes. news
2: today.
0: Yeah. What's going on. So
2: I, I was reading this article by Peter Schiff. He's a really smart guy. Um, he has another investment firm in in the industry, right? But some of his, his research is spot on. I mean, he's just a smart guy. So, so what he was talking about in 2007, 2009, that crisis the the mainstream media was saying, ooh, black swan event. Nobody, nobody saw this one coming. It's like, no, he did, as did I, right? There's mm-hmm. certain things that you look for in the economy. It's like, yeah, they I don't know why they thought that they were gonna be blindsided when when the whole foundation of mortgages at the time, they were they were giving people loans that shouldn't have ever gotten loans and it right. was subprime lending collapse it's like okay there's there's consequences to actions right so now we're hearing the same kind of garbage again today that oh there's this Israeli conflict a uh, black swan event nobody saw this one coming it's like uh really um, <laughs> guaranteed the Israeli defense forces saw this one coming they know when a dog goes through the, the border right it's mm-hmm. like they saw this one coming. And it was the 50th year anniversary of the Yom Kippur War to yeah. the day they saw this coming. Right. Same thing that we can talk about with recessionary pressures right now, because it's like, well, we didn't expect oil prices to go through the roof. It's like, well, it happens every single time there's a conflict. I, we, we see this coming and we've mm-hmm. talked about it. We talked about inflationary pressures, literally, David and Stacy, for like over a year now we, we've been talking about this. These are not black swan or unforeseen events, it's cause and effect. When you have bad policy coming out of Washington, you're going to have bad effects. When you have good policy, you're going to have good effects, right? So, so when when I hear people talk about, well, government regulations sabotage the free market regulations that actually do work, I agree a hundred percent of the time. So there what what we're seeing now is is actually physical manifestations. Of public policy being affected, the rising interest rates, raising inflation. People don't have enough money to live because during COVID, they spent all of their excess capital just to live. See, all of this is a function of policy coming out of DC. It was the politicians that shut down the world during COVID right. when they didn't need to. It was, it was those kind of. Shelter in place laws, mask mandates, travel restrictions that shut down industry after industry after industry, cause people to use their rainy day funds just to live on. Now they have nothing less. But now there's another crisis coming. COVID 2.0. I mean, I just saw um, on Colorado news uh, during the Bronco game. <laughs> you know, that's, that's- if you want to call won. it. Again. Hey, oh, you won! You no, won. We, we did, we did. Are, the win. Broncos like DJ Khaled, man.
1: They just keep
0: winning.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: <boy. laughs>
2: that's the so first time DJ Khaled have, reference ever came I'm, to economic. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's
4: true.
2: Well, I have an 18-year-old, so I know who DJ Khaled is. But if <laughs> it weren't for that, I I would not know. You'd be like who most of you are probably saying who.
4: Yeah. <laughs> what <he> say
2: david <laughs> so no but, but so you've got these things that are happening and you've got wages that are coming down um already and you've got cost of goods that are going up like we talked about on the last show you've got the cardboard box scenario yep. which is pointing to and how 2024 is going to be ugly now let's add something else into 2024 um this is more of a of a social political statement than it is an economic one. But we're going to see, I believe, an ugly reality. I'm not in the world of making predictions, but but election years are always easy to make them. Mm-hmm. People are going to start giving away their freedoms during this election cycle um, because the economy is really bad. And it was Bill Clinton that said, you know, it's the economy, stupid. People vote with their wallets. And and so as as. People's wages continue to come down as inflation continues to persist as this war in Israel with Hamas is probably not going to stay um, a very small localized conflict, right? It's probably going to turn into a regional conflict and then maybe a global one because we've already got global politicians choosing sides on this matter. Um, You've got weird political consequences even in Michigan Uh, where where the Muslim population in Michigan is ticked at Biden for supporting Israel and giving them money, any any form of it. So we're never going to vote for this clown again. It's like, wait, that's pretty, pretty big blue state. Right. So you're going to there. So you're going to see political consequences Mm -hmm. from the things happening today. And that is going to cause mayhem and when when politicians are faced with losing their positions they're going to start promising everything right of money that they don't have and they're going to have to print like there's no tomorrow one other big thing that we need to add to the mix that's that there's a story that really nobody's talking about on mainstream media and that was the BRICS meeting the end of august yeah where they basically come january 1st they add six of the nine largest oil producers in the world into the BRICS nations I tell you what, this is going to be a big story in 2024 because that eliminates the petrodollar, the use of the U.S. dollar for oil sales for pretty much 70% of the world's population. 70%. This isn't French Guyana making a deal with St. Kitts, right, where it really doesn't matter. Right. This is, <laughs> this is 70% of the world's population is no longer using the U.S. dollar. They're going to use their own currencies, so there's no demand for U.S. dollars. They're going to have to print their way out of every public promise for money for people yep. of entitlements, um, social security, Medicare, Medicaid, funding our infrastructure, right, raising the debt ceiling, funding our defense—you mm-hmm. name it. There's there's no built-in demand for our currency, which means we're going to be forced to print. Inflationary pressures, rising interest rates are all going to come with that, and so politics politicians now are going to use other people's money and mortgage away future generations of yeah. capital saying we'll pay you now we're going to use use money down the road we'll, we'll not let the next congressman next congresswoman decide what to do you know so so this is where i see 2024 but it's during times of crisis always where people vote away their freedoms in exchange mm-hmm. for immediate or perceived doesn't even need to be real perceived peace and security And so this is where I see 2024 headed. Um, And this is just kind of blending those two PhDs, Mm -hmm. um, public policy and theology all into one to paint a bigger picture for where we see the world headed. Obviously, I'm not making any guarantees. I'm I'm just trying to use biblical wisdom and discernment and saying this is probably how I think it's going to roll out Mm -hmm. because election years are always the same. People spend more money than what they have. Right. And and we're at a time when the monetary regimes of the world are now changing and the, and it's moving from the West to the East. Now we have that to deal with.
0: It's huge. So, okay. So as you're talking and you do talk about your your two degrees there, i mean, I'm so glad you you did talk about that because I think it is important to know, okay, so how is somebody looking at it this? Okay. We're looking at it, what's going on in the natural, but you're also looking at it, what's going on in the supernatural, what does the Bible have to say about this as well? So when you're looking at this yeah. situation and where we are today, I've heard you say it several times, but right now you're talking about finding something tangible, something to, to get ourselves out of the way of what's going on in the world, because we're in the world, but we don't have to be of the world. We do not have to be in the system that's going on right now, and having something something tangible like silver can help us to protect ourselves. Is that right?
2: Yeah, 100%, because... We're, we're entering into a world where we're looking at digital money. You know, this is where we start to blend economics, politics and spiritual side of everything. Yeah. So uh, talked about in Revelation 13, right? In in the end days, you know, there's going to be a mark of the beast or people can't buy or sell unless they have the mark that was never available without digital money. Right. Which is now what we've got um, and a global digital money at that. I mean, th- these mark isn't just for America or just isn't for Brazil. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a global thing. We've we've got all that. Now what what is signifying the kind of um, emergence of the Antichrist in the Bible? A peace treaty is signed, which means somebody is at war if you have to sign a peace treaty, right? Mm-hmm. So what's starting to happen now? Yeah. massive conflict in in the Middle East again. so we're and but now we've got all these different puzzle pieces that possibly fit into place. It's like before it's like, oh yeah peace treaties all the time but you never had the capability technologically for a global digital currency. Mm -hmm. We now have that. So now this is where our prophetic ears need to be open to the things that are happening. Watch the news because we're starting. Some of these puzzle pieces are coming and fitting right together. We're now for truly the first time in history. Some of these prophetic words from thousands of years ago could be fulfilled because the technology is actually there to make that happen. And so how do you navigate through that system right and not be stricken with fear so bad that's like i don't know what to do i don't want right. to take the mark of the beast well then take it right so so a don't take it b what are the alternatives tangible assets mm-hmm. like yep. silver that you could use for barter so you're not part of a digital system right this is how the three of us can talk about these things and mm-hmm. still have a yeah. smile on our face yep. because there is a solution if there were no solution I'd be just as afraid as everybody that calls me. It's like, there is no solution. We might as well be scared. But no, God's in charge. There is a solution. Focus on the solution rather than the storm and just watch how your how things around you start to change and your peace of mind and your health and your sleep patterns. And by being in the right place at the right time, not just financially, we're talking about more than finances here. We're talking about, maintaining our freedoms and and regaining our lost freedoms Mm -hmm. through things like tangible assets.
0: It's huge. And I love it when you talk about Revelation, how you've said it so many times, and you said it again right now, but I just want to highlight it, that when they talk about the mark of the beast, that is one way, but that's not the only way. God Mm -hmm. always provides a way. And so it's like, okay, that might be one, but I have other options. And you're offering something right now to help um, in this time that we do have something else.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt they're going to make it. I mean, God wouldn't bring it up if it were an easy choice, right? It's just like they are going to make it difficult to not want to accept that mark, whatever it is, however it looks. It's like maybe guaranteed income, universal basic income, social security, your your health benefits. Maybe they're all going to be attached to that, right? So if you say no, what are you saying no to? Possibly income. Mm -hmm. But this is why, where we think ahead, one step ahead be in the right place at the right time, allocate out of that system, and you're not going to have to worry about it as much as other people who didn't prepare.
0: That is so good. Again, Flyover Family, you can go to flyovergold.com. Fill out your information there. Someone from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you to, t- to set up a free consultation. It doesn't cost you any money whatsoever to get your questions answered. Or you can call 720-605-3900. Again, at 720-605-3900 to set up that consultation. Dr. Kirk, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night? I'm so thankful for our relationship with Kirk Elliott. I mean, 25 years—that's a long time to know someone—and we completely trust him.
1: Since we were babies. I know. It's important though to, to have the trust. Key questions, though: Make sure you get this. If 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 you're looking at silver, do, are you charged a commission when something goes to sell? Because when you yep. go to sell, you're going to be asked how many ounces do you have? Not is Elvis on it or any kind of you know kind of a collectible thing. besides, if you are collecting, but but real ounces, this right here happens to be 10 ounces of mm-hmm. of silver. It's certified weight, you know, measurable. It's worth whatever 10 ounces is the day of. If it's $20 an ounce, is it $40 an ounce? Is it $68 an ounce? Wherever it goes, that is the important number to have. Dr. Kirk charges no commissions when you go to sell. All of that increase mm-hmm. is yours.
0: It's yours. That's
1: that's the key thing. Well, and then a little bit of taxes.
0: Yeah. Yep. So go to flyovergold.com. Make sure you get uh, registered for a free... Consultation. It doesn't cost you any money whatsoever. It's a
1: relationship you're going to love having. Those are great people.
0: That's right. So thank you so much yes. for joining us tonight. We bless you. We bless you to realize you were born for such a time as this. We bless you to realize your future is brighter than your past. And we bless you to wake up, speak up, and show up.
1: Guys, thanks a lot. We'll see you again here next time. Peace out.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacey Wyden. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day.